everybody. So we are so excited today to be talking about episodes five and six of this season of Doctor Who. They're the Saranga Conundrum and the uh, Demons of the Punjab. So it's going to be really cool to talk about them. And I am Rachel and Jonathan's here. Hey. Hey. So let's dive in. <laughs> talk about it. So, yeah, can you believe we're halfway through the season already? It's kind of I know. I'm, <laughs> I wish it weren't going so fast. I know. And we, maybe we should talk about real quick before we dive into the episode. Uh, no Christmas special. How do you feel about that? I don't know. There's been like, ever since the show came back, it, that's been like a yearly tradition. Like, I don't think they've missed a single year no. since the show came back. Even when they didn't have a season, they would still do a Christmas special. I'm glad they're replacing it with a New Year's special, but still, it seems, I don't know, some people are kind of really upset. Like, this was their Christmas tradition. Gotta watch Doctor Who. Yeah, my friend Richard was saying on Twitter, uh, what's it gonna do? Like, he's so used to doing that thing. <laughs> so it's pretty pretty interesting i don't know how much the audiences cross over but i heard that new chilling adventures of sabrina is doing a christmas special so if you like both shows maybe just watch sabrina instead of Doctor there's a there, there, I, there's going to be a ducktales uh, oh yeah a christmas I'm special so. i'm looking forward to that one yeah maybe watch that instead yeah yeah that looks really good i've only seen some pictures but yeah and plus, I mean, David Tennant, so there's a Doctor Who connection in there, too. Yeah, there you go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's dive in then to talk about the Syringa conundrum. What were your overall thoughts on this episode? I really liked it. I don't know how you were going to feel, but I loved it. Interesting. Okay. I, I wasn't a big fan. I thought it was I, a I wondered. filler. I thought it was a best of filler episode. I I don't know. It wasn't really for me, but I really liked the the next one. But um, it starts out with them finding the sonic mine on this planet, this junk planet. There, because they were there trying to find the TARDIS, right? No, they they were looking for parts for something. I don't remember oh. what for. That they they came in the TARDIS. So okay, uh, that was a little confusing then, I guess. Uh, so they're looking for parts, and uh, then they get the, there's the sonic mine. Uh, they wake up and they're in this uh, kind of medical environment. It's a hospital ship, and there's some interesting people. <laughs> there there's this race. I think it's called the Astros. They don't live very long. They're only pregnant for a week. The thing that makes them more unique is the fact that both the males and females get pregnant, which is, I thought was a really interesting twist. So the person on the ship is a pregnant male. He said that in his species, males give birth to males and females give birth to females. Yeah, that was a little awkward for me. I didn't really like it. I felt like they were kind of trying to, to be sort of funny. I don't know. I just... I think uh, it was... It was like it. sort of played for a joke, but also toward the end, it, it got like more serious and became something that Graham and Ryan could bond over. Yeah, there definitely was that. I don't know. I just, it felt uncomfortably. I just didn't love it. Uh, they're actually the Astos, not Astros. So that was, okay. that was my thing. But anyway, he's pregnant. They only are pregnant for a week and he's kind of freaking out about becoming a parent. And you have Graham and Ryan and Yaz all there. They, uh, they are four days flight away from the TARDIS. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, they say they, uh, the general uh, of the ship says, we've done 37 tours. We'll keep you safe. And then there's this alien that comes on board. 
and he's kind of like a mix between a stitch and like a gremlin kind of <laughs> you're, you're right i didn't really think about that but it is sort of reminiscent of both of those isn't he yeah yeah he uh traps one of the um i'm not sure what his position was but one, I just one of, thought the, of them as doctors it was a medical ship so i just thought of them both as doctors yeah so anyway he ends up trapping this guy in this pod he ends up getting sent out into into space he basically kills this doctor and this little uh alien is like indestructible they can't kill it they can't uh it's like a car a giant cockroach (laughs) (laughs) and that's sort of the main conflict uh, how are they going to just you know destroy this thing and you also have ryan talking about how he hasn't seen his dad in a year and that they didn't part well so there's some that you get to know a little bit more about the characters uh in this episode but i don't know what did you first think of this fatigue this alien um it was fine it wasn't i wasn't like super impressed with it it seemed like I don't know, it seemed like maybe something that they were using as maybe to marketing, like a Porg from Star Wars, which is not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, Uh I'm all for cute aliens, but this one was just like, they wanted a cute thing that maybe kids would like. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it was horrible. It was just fine. Whatever. I I would have preferred something scarier looking, but I guess the thing, it, it wasn't like, a predator so it wasn't like going to eat them or anything it just wanted to eat the ship so i guess i don't know maybe that was their thinking they didn't want it to look like it was going to eat them who knows yeah it was i found this really interesting article uh well the vulture recap about this episode i thought was really interesting made some interesting points and he says that he was talking about Doctor Who villains. He says, uh, the Pating had to enter the picture and change everything. As with spiders last week, we again have a critter that isn't inherently evil, but rather a slave to the, its instincts. And in this case, its instincts are to eat the ship and absorb energy. Yeah, he says, it's a funny little creation credited to the writer. And it's a bizarre turn of events to have a creature concerned with eating most anything except the life forms it comes across. He says, I don't get the impression that Shibnall is all that interested in the sorts of monsters the Doctor Who traditionally relies on, which is perhaps the single biggest shift in his vision. It is difficult to stage, imagine how he might write a Dalek, for instance. So I thought that was an interesting point he made. Yeah, so far it has seemed like that. The the villains have been very non-traditional so far, and I like that. Like Doctor Who, it's always changing, and I know some people don't like it when they have big changes, but I... I don't see this as a change that is could be that controversial. I like the fact that we're getting different kinds of villains. Yeah, that's interesting. So then you have this general, General uh, Eve, that was her name, I believe. And she has this illness that she needs adrenaline in order to stay alive. Adrenaline blocker. Because adrenaline it sounds blocker. like whatever her disease is, it causes her heart to race really fast. And basically if that keeps happening she'll have a heart attack and die so she's been taking adrenaline blockers secretly because apparently this disease is something that people in her position should be ashamed of or are ashamed of whether or not they should be or not i don't know for a person in her position to have something that is hampering her abilities as a pilot 
that I guess is what she's afraid of people finding out. Yeah. And she's tried to hide this from her brother. And so there's kind of that going on. Like I said, we also get this interaction between Ryan and Graham. And we've also find out that not only was his dad, you know, left when he needed him, but that his mom died of a heart attack and that he was the one who found her when he was 13. Mm-hmm. So you kind of understand more about his character. Yeah. You get to know a little more why he was living with his grandma instead of his parents. And so they they have this particle accelerator that is, they said it was like the CERN collider, but like mm-hmm. small, that's trying to create antimatter. And Basically being used as the ship's engine. Yeah. And I have to admit, a lot of that stuff, I was pretty bored. I didn't really, I even have my notes, <laughs> that's boring. Uh, so I didn't really like all that as uh, sort of the running around the ship. And I don't know, they just didn't feel like they created tension very well. It was just kind of, I don't know. It was just not that interested in a, most of that kind of stuff, but um, uh, they end up hooking the general up to the ship. The ship is on autopilot. So basically they got into like the guts of the ship and hooked her up to the ship so that she could fly the ship, oh, like bypassing okay. the ship's autopilot. Because otherwise the ship doesn't have any controllers, as far as I could tell. There was no way for a human to fly the ship because it was its flight path had been predetermined. Oh, okay. I didn't really understand that clearly. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why they're, what's going on? But, um, but anyway, that's what they do. She says, stop taking the adrenaline blocker because they're going to need all the energy that she has. And uh, they realize that the Pating wants the power, not the people. Uh, they, they end up having the baby. They have some nice like comforting moments. You know, you're going to be a good dad and everything. And then he names the baby avocado. Uh, which is an ancient earth hero, he says. Uh, And they're like, I did think it was funny when I think it was, I can't remember which one said which, but I was like, it's a vegetable. No, it's a fruit. That was kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) And what was at the end when they finally get the ting, the jettison them away in one of the things, uh, they do come some kind of prayer sort of, or blessing or something at the end. Well, she had died, so I think it was sort of, I don't know if she had like a specific religion, I don't know if it was mentioned, but either way, it was sort of when she ended up dying, they did like a little ceremony to honor her because she basically saved their lives. Yeah. Then you do have kind of the doctor being the most sort of, I don't want to say paranoid, but frantic that I think I've seen in almost any episode I've seen being separated from the TARDIS. Yeah, that that was the reason that she was so upset because like she said, they were on a junk planet where a lot of people scavenge for parts and she is really afraid that somebody is going to find her TARDIS and take it, which I guess ended up not being the case because it didn't show them going back to get it, but the next episode they have the TARDIS. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So why did the, you like this one so much? Just because I've really liked science fiction that has all sorts of different ideas in it. And this had a lot of things that you don't normally see. Like the little alien, even though I think I, I would have liked a different design better, I liked the idea that it was just eating the ship and it wasn't trying to hurt anyone. It just wanted to eat the ship. I, I just thought that was an interesting idea, something that you don't really see. And I liked the pregnant guy because you don't really see that. A lot of different interesting ideas all coming together to make something that I hadn't really seen before. 
and I thought it was executed really well. I liked the fact that they were trapped in this ship and trying to save the ship with like they had a time limit because the ship was going to end up getting blown up to save the place it was flying to from the Pating. I don't know. There was just a lot of interesting ideas and I thought it was well written and I liked the character growth and I liked the side characters too. Like a lot of times I'd feel like the side characters are kind of forgotten about sometimes, but I thought that they gave good backstories to all of the new characters, even though they're only going to be in this one episode. I liked the characters and I thought they were well written. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I, I liked uh, over at Entertainment Weekly, the writer says, ultimately, it's Whitaker who say it salvages the episode. When the doctor first wakes up aboard the ship, she's so desperate to get back to her TARDIS, but she doesn't even stop to realize that there are other people on board who need to get to their destination, too. For the first time, she's forced to take a back seat and let others take the lead. From Astos exploring the escape pod to General Cicero piloting the ship home the first time we've seen a hint of darkness and selfishness in this doctor underneath all the heroics and i'm guessing it won't be the last it's good points because the doctor is not perfect and the doctor has never been perfect and the doctor does have moments of selfishness but so far up until this point you haven't really seen any real imperfections in this doctor at least i don't think so it was nice that they were writing her in a more human way like she has a valid need she needs to get back to her TARDIS but in doing so she would be endangering the others lives so it was nice to see her written in a way that she needed to confront that selfishness and put her needs aside in favor of others yeah I agree I agree with you that was interesting to see and just her feeling sort of insecure which I never really remembering that feeling in any of the other episodes that I've seen over the doctor feeling not not being the leader not being like they say that she's forced to take a back seat yeah it doesn't happen very often so really cool and so, yeah, let's talk about the next episode. This is the Demons of Punjab. This is the first one that we've seen that's not written by uh, Chris Chibnall of this season. So it's kind of interesting. This is a one of our historical ones where I guess where they go back in time. And mm-hmm. I do love stories about time travel. That's like my favorite. And so this is definitely kind of my cup of tea. Uh, it's all about Yaz's grandma. So uh, what what were your overall thoughts about this episode? I really liked this one. This is exploring a part of the world and a history that I had zero knowledge of. I think I've probably heard the term partition before in regards to India, but I had never studied that period of history. Uh I didn't know what it meant. I actually, I don't think I even knew that Pakistan had been part of India before this partition happened. Um, When Doctor Who was first envisioned as a show, it was meant as a way to teach kids history. And I feel like this episode was like really returning to those roots because it taught me something about history that I had no idea about. And I think they did it in a really fascinating and compelling way. I loved it. Like a lot of times with the historical ones, I'm kind of bored. I think I've said that before, like the historical ones have never been like some of my favorites, but like both of the ones this season I have loved. I don't know. I guess it just depends on the writer and how well they do it. I just, I really like this one. I love the characters and I love that it taught me something that I didn't know. 
Yeah, I agree. This one was really, really good. I do tend to like the history ones just because I don't know. I just I just like that better than I'm not that big a sci-fi person. Uh, and it's nice. The thing that makes I think Doctor Who great though is that uh, why I become kind of a convert more so than say Star Trek is that you just get so so many different things. You know, like it's. Mm-hmm every episode is different and so that keeps it fresh and fun and you don't know if it's going to be sort of a horror one the guy turning into the the tree kind of thing like that wooden one like that was Mm -hmm. really creepy and that you know they go back in time like village on the ice like that was really fun or uh, the christmas carol one i really liked that and you just never know what you're gonna what you're gonna get and i think that makes it fun yeah, that's that's kind of what sets Doctor Who apart from so many other science fiction shows. The fact that they can do so many different things with the format. Like they have time travel at their disposal, but also interstellar travel and going to all sorts of different planets. They can do historical episodes. They can do extreme futuristic sci-fi episodes. They can do things about weird planets. And they can just go back to Earth and something can be like a more funny episode for one week it's just every week is something different and i love that about doctor who it's why it's one of my favorite shows yeah and if you want to learn more about the partition of india and pakistan uh, there's a pretty good movie that came out last year called viceroy's house and uh it's uh, it stars Hugh Bonneville. He plays the viceroy of India. That's basically his job is to be the sort of the the last viceroy and to like help with the transition. Uh, it's directed by Gurinder Chadha, and she's a pretty fun director. And the whole thing is loosely based on her own family. And in the end, they have pictures of her family that were affected by the by the partition. It's the same person who was involved with Bend It Like Beckham and Pride and Prejudice. She's really fun and i recommend it i thought it was a good little movie it has hugh bonneville gillian anderson as the viceroy and his wife yeah i think uh i think you'd like it interesting i've yeah. never heard of that it was pretty good so anyway uh so yeah so this movie it starts out with yaz or this movie this episode starts out with yaz as she's having a birthday party with her grandma who she loves her nan she calls her and uh, her grandma gives her this watch and she says, I'll repair it. She says, don't ever repair it. So she's like, okay. So Yaz is really, really curious. And she, she asked her grandma and she's like, I don't want to talk about that right now. So the, she asks the doctor if they can go back in time to see what happened to her non. Is that pretty unusual to have a one of the companions ask to go back to their own personal history like that? Um, Right now only one that i can think of is one you've already seen which was father's day with rose i can't really think of anything else right now i'm not i'm if there is another episode like that i'm blanking on it right now but right now the only other one i can think of is the episode with rose going Mm -hmm. back to see her father so they she ends up agreeing she's kind of warning her about it she ends up agreeing and so they go they are expecting when they see her grandma that she is going to be getting married to her grandpa but there's this other man there uh named prim and that really throws yes quite a bit but 
uh, you know, obviously she can't show that. Like she has to, you know, walk that mm-hmm. line. And she says she's some kind of second cousin, whatever, from like whatever. Yeah. And that was funny. And so that, that I think that that's what gives this a ton of heart. And it was actually quite moving because she sees this new side of her grandma that she had never, never knew even existed. And and I think that that's a really like important moment in life. Obviously this is not realistic what could happen, but like, I think a lot of us have those moments where you kind of realize that your parents or your grandparents or your caregiver or whatever is like human in a way that you don't like, you realize, oh, they're mm-hmm. just like me. They, they've had, you know, frustrations and whereas when you're a kid, they're the caregiver. And so they're, they're Mm. kind of your boss in a way, (laughs) when you're a little kid, you love them, but you, you just don't see them as like human beings that are flawed and that, uh, are, have uh, all the realms, the different range of emotions. I think it was really, I thought touching to see that. I just really liked that journey of her character in this episode. She sees that Prem is wearing the watch that she had gotten from her grandma. We find out about that this partition is happening. And this is where Pakistan and India became Pakistan and India. We're separated. The idea was the Hindus have India and the Muslims have Pakistan. So they both feel safe. But Prem and his brother, his brother was at home taking care of the land. uh, But he was fighting with the whole Indian army. So anyway, he's going to marry uh, Yaz's grandma, who Ambreen, who is a Muslim, and just creates lots of conflict because all of a sudden there's this religious divide. There's a leader of some kind there at the beginning, uh, like a holy man. I think, yeah, holy basically. man. Yeah, and the doctor tells Yaz, she says, "Tread softly. Uh, you're treading on your history." And uh, so I, I kind of like that. I really love time travel stories because this is the idea of, you know, like one little thing that can be different that could set this ripple effect uh, down history. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Back to the Future. It's like one of my favorite movies. And uh, so I don't know. It's just really fun to me. The doctor gets this massive headache and it turns out there's these demons. They're called demons. They, it turns out they are a race of ex-assassins and their job is to sort of honor the dying. They're dying alone. When they first discover these creatures there, the doctor remembers them as assassins. So the first, like the first half of the episode is them trying to prevent these assassins from killing anyone. But it is revealed later that these are reformed assassins. They no longer want to kill anyone. So they seek out people who are dying alone so they can honor them as they die. Yeah, they travel all of time and space and read the time waves to find those in need of their calming presence. Wars and violent up- uprisings are ideal places to scavenge for their noble purposes, is what they say. Yeah, what do you think of that? I really liked that. It reminded me of a different creature. I'm pretty sure there was something similar to this in the Sarah Jane Adventures. I could be wrong, but I think it turned out in the end that the creatures who were supposed to be helping the dying or dead were actually evil all along. So I really liked that even though these creatures were so fearsome that the locals mistook them for demons, they were actually kind and benevolent and they actually were trying to help and they had no ulterior motives. I really liked that. 
Yeah, that was good. Uh, it was interesting because the doctor, when, when we're still not sure of their motives, she says, leave these people alone. They are under my protection now, which I thought was a, kind of a bold statement because I, I've never felt like the doctor was a superhero. I always felt that he or she was kind of there to, uh, to help if it kind of worked out. <laughs> I never felt like he yeah. was a superhero, but this was such a strong statement. The, the doctor has made similar statements before. Um, I can't think of the episode at the moment, but there's one in particular where the doctor definitively says to an invading race that this planet is under his protection. The doctor has a strong connection with Earth and will do whatever he, in this case she, can to protect the Earth from whatever is invading or planning to harm people here. So yeah. even though the Doctor is not, not really like a superhero, they still feel a connection with Earth, and no matter what, they will do what they can to help. Yeah. Uh, there was a nice scene, I thought, between Yaz and Graham, where she's kind of saying uh, that she can't believe that her grandma lied to her all this time and didn't tell her about this. And uh, Graham says, a woman's allowed to have, have secrets. That woman in there is not your nan yet, which I thought was interesting. Graham says, just enjoy Yaz, live, live in this moment. Which I, I kind of thought was a nice message. Yeah, there were a lot of nice small moments like that in this episode. Just little touches of character that I really enjoyed. I, yeah, I agree. And, and I don't know, it's just, it's a very true thing. It's good to plan and dream, but it's also good to live in the moment and recognize the blessings that we have when we're when we're there so the doctor is putting these like little devices uh, around the farm that give sort of a protection against what's going on and she says you know that they want to have they're going to give them 24 hours a limited period of time i can't remember it's enough time for you to get married they find out that this because there's this division right on their farm that prem is going to die and uh, yaz wants to stop it and uh, the doctor says, no, Yaz, you can't. We can't have a universe with no Yaz. You know, they have to kind of let things play out. They do ask the doctor to marry them, which was kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I like that scene. Yeah. And there's like a, a demon repellent that they, that she's kind of, it's almost like a witch's brew that she's like brewing. <laughs> it was kind of fun. I'm like, where did they get all that scientific equipment? Like, you brew this. <laughs> She just say, I never did this when I was a man, which I thought was funny. <laughs> that, that, would, that would be, that sentence probably wouldn't even make sense to them. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. So Prem says, there's nothing worse than a normal person loses their mind. We've lived together for ages and now we're told our differences matter. There, I think there's a lot of truth to that, that, mm -hmm. you know, people will be fighting on a combined army throughout history. There's been many cases. And then when there's a arbitrary division all of a sudden they're on the other side you know where they're talking the american civil war where literally you know brothers were fighting against brothers and mm -hmm. things like that that it's uh it's a very in interesting thing i thought yeah i was thinking about the civil war too it it seemed like there were some parallels to be drawn there yeah definitely so uh, the the younger brother says, "I didn't work this land for you. I did it for my brothers. The one one who came back and one I wish didn't." 
So the brother ends up killing the holy man that we'd seen earlier because he rationalizes it because they're the villain. They're the enemy to him. Mm -hmm. Enemy. Yeah. And then the brother says, there's nothing holy about a man who would approve of your union. So again, he's, he's turned, turned uh, anything, anyone who believes in anything different than him into the enemy. So Prem gives uh, Breen the, the watch and it drops and breaks. And she says, uh, this will always be our moment in time of love. So that's why she didn't want her to repair it, mm-hmm. which is really cute. Yeah. So Umbreen and Prem, and after they're married, she leaves. And uh, that's very emotional. She says, these are demons I have to face alone. I don't know. I thought all of that worked. It was very emotionally true. I thought the actors did a really good job. You know, I, I, I love, you know, romances, whether even if it's a sad romance i thought it was really sweet and emotional and i really just enjoyed it i thought it was really good yeah everything was written so well like you really got you really made a connection with these characters more so than a lot of one-shot episodes like you by the end of the episode i felt like i knew the characters about as well as i knew like our main four characters they they were just written so well you got to know them so much more than I think you normally do. It was just written so well. Yeah, I agree. They did a really, really good job. Then when she runs off, the demons tell the doctor that we will watch over him now. Uh, And then the brother ends up killing Prem. And that's really, really sad. And Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, they had said earlier in the episode that that Umbreem, her father, had gotten this map and she had just randomly picked uh, Sheffield, England. Yeah, I liked that. And that was fun. Yeah, as the place where she was going to live someday. And so she ends up there and, you know, starts this new life, ends up marrying somebody else. So Yaz, when they get home, asks her, are you happy with your life? And she says, yes, I, you know, I, I am happy. I had lots of love. And, and uh, it was really sweet. <laughs> yeah. The, everything with Gaz and her grandmother was really sweet. I really like their scenes yeah. together. I hope yeah. we get some more of her grandmother before yeah. the end of the season. I wouldn't mind that at all. It was really good. So, I think that this season, the Rosa Rosa episode is still my favorite, but this might be my second favorite. I really uh, enjoyed it. It was really yeah. Good. It was so good. Great. Well, there you go. We did it. <laughs> we talked about both episodes. And uh, so let us know what you thought of these two episodes, if you're listening. And how do you feel about the season so far? I I've, I know there's been a lot of complaints uh, out there that I've been reading and things that people are, are it's a little too uh, SJW kind of for some people. But I've really only felt that once with the uh, Trump hotel owner guy that was that was the one that was too much for me for the most part i've really enjoyed it i think they're doing a good job and i think jody's doing a great job so i'm happy with it and so let us know what you think in the comment section or on twitter and uh, jonathan how can people find you i'm on social media at john j north and my youtube channel is iheart animation great and you can find me at rachel's reviews on itunes and youtube so check that out and putting your reviews on iTunes really help. It really helps us out. And uh, give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. And thanks again. And we will talk again in two weeks. Okay. We'll see you okay. then. <laughs> Bye.